I'm Cordy Fernando. I'm the Head of Marketing and Communications for Tiger Recruitment. And I'm joined today by Erin Tahini, who is our Head of HR and Operations. Welcome, Erin. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Um, so um, you've had a, a pretty uh, roller coaster start to, to joining <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Was it two weeks before lockdown? I can't remember. Yes, yes. So I started on the ninth, and I think it was just ten, not even nine days in the office before it went to lockdown. So, <laughs> yeah, oh my very, gosh. very interesting. <laughs> not the time to start a HR ops role, middle of a global pandemic, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, um, yeah, you've been. I mean, to say you've been thrown in the deep end is a complete understatement. Um, mm -hmm. But um, it would be, the, I mean, the podcast today, really, what we'd love to um, learn a bit more around has been, um, I guess, the, you know, the, your response to, um, from an operations and HR standpoint to, to mm -hmm. the pandemic, um, what it means for employees and, and what the return to work plan um, yeah. will look like, um, if mm -hmm. at all, I guess, uh, and as much as you yeah. can plan. Yeah, no, um, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I get. So, what have sort of been, um, or could you give me an overview of of all of your sort of the considerations um, that you that you have in place for returning back to the office when it happens? Um, yes. Yeah, so we had a goal day um, set through conversations with the MD CEO um, of making sure that the office was ready to have people back in from the 1st of June even if we weren't going to ask staff to be back in from that date we just wanted to make sure we were happy that things were in place and that should the government um, guidelines change uh, we were kind of ahead of ahead of things we weren't waiting for deliveries and things like that so we wanted to get started on that as early as possible so we've been planning the return to work um, literally from a few weeks into the, the whole thing um, mm. so we um, have ordered um, and, and, and already set out in the office um, sort of things as you would expect so cleaning products um, sanitizers we have provided masks because again we weren't sure if the government were going to say um, that they were a requirement and that an em employer employers were going to have to provide that for employees and again we didn't want to be caught out um, but I do think it's useful to as an extra sort of measure um, to provide them for staff even if they want to use them for commuting or, or going out to the communal areas um, mm. we've put up safety posters around the office um, the office has been deep cleaned um, and we're been looking at obviously the space that we have there because we have quite a number of people in um three um not extremely large spacious offices absolutely fine but probably very similar to lots of people's businesses um and mm. so we're looking at um how we could make best use of that space um whilst adhering to the social distancing um sort of rules and guidelines um mm -hmm. so we're looking at um perhaps an alternating shift type style um initially um yeah. and people work from home for the rest of the week um and so that would obviously allow us to space out and have fewer people on the pods at one time um which obviously should be make people feel a lot more comfortable as well um we we did look at considering things like screens um but i think for the time being whilst we've got the ability to 
enforce the distancing um we we don't need to look at that but perhaps further down the line if we have got more people back in the office and things are still a little uncertain it may be something that we look at um mm. let me know if i haven't covered anything that you can think of <laughs> no no that that, yeah. that all sounds um yeah there's just so much isn't there there's so much to to consider i guess mm -hmm. um yes but it's yeah. so important it's the health and safety of, of staff mm -hmm. um i think I, I saw a photo yesterday um of actually i think it was the recruitment agency and they'd taken a photograph of um their new setup and they'd but they've actually um they kind of look like shower cut like a clear um shower curtains oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> around each desk uh, <laughs> like i can't even imagine what what that would be like i could yeah wow um, i mean it, it may so it may get to that let's <laughs> let's not judge too soon that could be yeah. us maybe down the line but yeah no at the moment no shower curtains so <laughs> <laughs> um and <clears throat> and you did um you conducted a survey as well mm -hmm. um yes yeah, sorry you talk yeah, a little we, bit more about that yeah of course. So um, we, you know, speaking to other HR professionals um, and some of my peers that I keep in contact with, you know, staff survey was one of the big, big talking points. Um, and so we sent one out. Um, we kept it um, not too in depth. Um, we just wanted to get a broad kind of sense of how people were feeling. Um, what were their biggest concerns and what would be the biggest impact on them being asked to return to the workplace um, it was an opportunity for people to feed back information confidentially so they could be quite open um, with i would be the only person that received those surveys um, and then i shared the kind of key findings with um, the more senior team um, so yeah that was really interesting and you know it provided a good good opportunity as well for people that perhaps their situations um, at home had changed some people caring for vulnerable people um, obviously those with childcare issues as well um, and also helped us not make assumptions um, because some of the people with childcare who perhaps we would have thought would have been more impacted actually had um, other measures in place and, and were more able to return than we would have thought so it was a really useful tool um, definitely a good idea to do and we probably will do another um, okay I mean we may come on and talk about that anyway but after we've sent out the risk assessment to staff um, I think we'll do a staff survey a little bit nearer the time just to check that people are feeling comfortable right okay and so and when are you planning on sending the risk assessment so we don't want to send it prematurely it's done it's completed it was in line with um, wanting to make sure everything was in place for the 1st of June yeah. um, and I actually traveled into the offices myself on the 1st of June just to finish that setup and do a bit of a walk through and speak to the building management uh, contacts that we have um, at both premises in London um, and just to, for them to walk me through the measures that had been put in place um, I had seen their reports and they'd obviously shared that with me but I hadn't seen it physically myself so I just wanted to run that through as well um, yeah so we would share the risk assessment I'm conscious that um, a big part of the return to work is obviously making things physically safe for people but there's a there's a huge piece around the emotional well-being of staff as well um, mm. and even with sending the staff survey out um, a few weeks back um, I think it initially concerned a few people that they thought perhaps we were looking to do it immediately um, and so 
with the risk assessment, I want to send it as close to the time that we're thinking about returning as possible. Um, but obviously with enough of a um, period in between for people to come back and challenge or question anything that they're maybe not clear on and for us to amend if needed. Yeah, of course. The communications just need to be mm-hmm. so carefully managed, particularly yeah. with, with furloughed staff. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and how far, I mean, what would you, I mean, we're relatively small. We've got, is it about 40, 40-ish, 40 to 50 staff in London? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 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 What, what would your advice be for, you know, for, for larger companies? Um, you know, how far can they tailor um, feedback from a staff survey to, to inform a return to work plan, do you think? I mean, there, there's always going to be um, some sort of compromise, I think, from both sides. Um, yeah. You know, you have to, especially in the HR role, you have to make sure the business is protected, but you have to make sure the individuals in that, bi- in that business are protected from the business as well. So, you know, you, you, it is kind of in that sort of halfway house. So I think um, larger companies have, in my experience, and again, from just talking to other professionals, um, perhaps have a slightly um, better setup for work from home um, yeah. in place. So that's usually quite helpful. Um, and I know a number of companies who have actually seen a uh, increase in productivity when they've done some of their reporting from people working from home. So um, I think there's a big case there for if people aren't feeling 100% confident um, but they have performed well whilst working from home, then I think there's, you know, an opportunity to keep, keep using that, that option. Um, but I mean, ultimately, if you've provided people with a safe environment and a risk assessment, um, then that should be good enough grounds to kind of ask the staff member to come back in. Um, they, they do have a legal right to say they do not feel safe but they then need to be able to show sort of a justifiable reason of what it was that didn't make them feel safe at that time so um but you do need to be careful as an employer definitely because it is a little bit more on the side of the employee um, when it comes down to safety um just because coronavirus is seen as a as a threat and danger um with regards to kind of level of significance and um, so it does need to be treated quite quite carefully that's interesting. I hadn't realised um, that employees were legally allowed to to refuse to come back into the office. That's it, again, it's you really have to drill down into the details. I wouldn't want to mm. uh, say that that's that's it and that's and it's that black and white. There is a lot mm. of um, extra reading and uh, really useful webinars and things that are happening at the moment um, for other for, for any sort of HR professionals or, or managers um, and I would recommend joining and, and taking part in a few of those um, and speaking to the legal representatives that um, partake just because it is very useful and, it, and it's really important you understand that um, and again with um, employees with childcare issues um because of schools not opening and things like that um you, you again you can't enforce that they have to return um one to the workplace or two even to working from home um just because that would be unfair discrimination so um you, you, it is a minefield it's always a minefield anyway um employment law yeah um, but you know it's there for a reason it protects all of us um and i think it's it's just really useful to, to make sure you're checking in with professionals where possible mm-hmm. uh, before enforcing anything yeah 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 definitely um 
do you ha- do you have any or what what would you consider to be your sort of main um concerns about transitioning back i know you mentioned sort of employee well-being yeah. obviously and of safety is yeah got to be I key th- yeah exactly so i think there's the return we'll have sort of two phases with our transition because we have staff on furlough so there'll be the return to just actually working which may be um returning to working from home or for some people who come back a lot later in a furlough obviously we can't predict how things are going to work out over the next couple of months it could be that it's a return um, to work and to the workplace which is sort of a a a double sort of whammy there for people so I think um, we need to be mindful of that um, as well um, and and pay particular attention to those that are not only just starting the journey back into the office but also starting back to work Um, Mm. So really key that we're going to have um, scheduled uh, return to work meetings with line managers, um, one to sort of talk through obviously the handover back with passing back their work, but also two just to talk about any changes in process, changes in um, systems or any updates to the business that have happened whilst that person has been away. Um, From a physical perspective, um, the three kind of key areas that were flagged in the staff survey um, were the commuting was was a big issue um so we're we've signed up to the cycle to work scheme um and offered that to employees um we've got information to share um along with risk assessment on um the santander bikes and sort of boris bikes as they're known mm-hmm. around, um, and and the app that you can download to use those um we will offer um more sort of flexible hours um they'll need to be agreed in advance because ultimately we're a business that's uh, works with other people and we need to be on hand for our clients at certain times um but allowing people to travel at more off-peak times um if if cycling or walking isn't an option for them um maybe tweaking some hours so that they can leave to catch certain trains if their transport isn't quite up and running so commuting was one of the big ones um i think um the other piece was obviously the space within the office. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we obviously want to uh, adhere to the social distancing, but at the same time, it's a recruitment business. It's, it's consultants. It's a sales environment that they sort of thrive in. Um, they like that buzz and um, the ability to bounce off one another, as I'm sure lots of people do. Um, and so we want to make sure we look at, how we split the shifts and the alternating days so that we get the right balance of personalities and people that work together and and that's most efficient to get the most work done but also to keep morale up i think it would be quite um demoralizing for staff if they think great we're going back to the office um and when they get there the reality is it's very different to the environment they left so i think we want to yeah of course again as part of that emotional piece just sort of try best to provide the best kind of environment um from that kind of vibe um as well as physical um yeah and then i think it is just individual circumstances and just making sure that we're um respectful and um understanding um and sort of again respect people's confidentiality if they've got own personal circumstances um but make sure we're keeping the comms to the wider business um 
to a to a significant enough level that people understand why perhaps they're being asked to come in and someone else isn't um yeah and so again just um ensuring that people feel like um everyone's being treated fairly and and things like that as well so um practical things obviously communal spaces and things like that um but i think a big part that can't be ignored is again that that emotional and that well mental well-being of the staff as well because it's it's obviously been such a such a strange difficult time so yeah absolutely it's just i mean even i can imagine for a lot of people the prospects of Mm -hmm. i mean spending uh, we're coming up i guess we're at three months now um Mm -hmm. working from home but i get and it will obviously last longer the prospect of of going back in and commuting um Mm -hmm when that happens it's just going to be such a shock to the system for and for many people you know if they've suffered bereavements or um you know it's i can imagine it's going to be um quite disorienting to to go back into an office environment full of people and i mean i would imagine for a lot of officers that the the culture will change as well particularly Mm -hmm. people are on shifts and you know Mm -hmm. we're halving the amount of employees that are in the office at any one Mm -hmm. time Yes, I think that's it. I think the the business, I mean, in one way, I'm slightly lucky. And that's one thing of this, because I didn't really have a chance to get to know the business properly um, in in the normal world, if you like. Um, yeah. and, and to me, this is almost how this job is. It's I work from <laughs> home and I talk to everybody on the telephone. Um, and, and that seems normal. Um, but but yeah, I think it, it it will be a real shock and it's going to take time before the things that you associate with your job, popping out Mm. for a drink with colleagues, um, going out to grab a lunch and and all those kind of things can, can come back as well. So um, we Mm. just need to be aware of that. And like you say, things that happen in people's personal life, perhaps their own weddings have been postponed or um, dues and and, and things like that. So, yeah. Mm, yeah and how um and obviously you know for again for a lot a, a number of businesses I've heard um are re- completely um redesigning their flexible working policy as, as mm-hmm. a result of this I think um certainly there are a lot of uh, leadership teams who may have previously been uh reluctant or, or hesitant about um uh in you know having their staff work from home or working flexibly and have been really pleasantly surprised by mm-hmm. um, the positive impact on productivity mm-hmm. um, as a result. And I know obviously at Tiger, we, we did have flexible working in place. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, what you foresee or how you foresee that our flexible working policy being impacted in the long term? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So as you said, there are um, some people on different, policies to others at the office the company are very good um with hiring people who had different sort of life circumstances and Mm. and tailoring hours to to suit so that that was obviously a fantastic um part of the business and then those that were on the sort of more standard hours if you like um did have sort of a late start every week and an early friday finish every other week so that was also quite nice the work from home piece we're probably in the the camp you talked about there with the kind of slight reluctance to to have a lot of the work from home and, and flexible working that wasn't kind of already pre-scheduled. Um, so sort of set, 
semi-flexible um and i think the reason for that was just because the business was doing so well and um if something works if something ain't broke don't fix it type thing so i think mm-hmm. um you know it it may be one of the real positives that comes out of um what's been happening i think it's really important to try and focus on as many positives as well at the moment um that we do um bring flexible working in as a and the work from home piece especially um as an option longer term and we're having discussions about that but again i think until we have even gone back to properly working and and things have picked up it will be hard to say exactly what that looks like um but it is definitely a consideration and i think that um we've seen a fantastic um effort from all staff um right from the beginning um people Mm. really throwing themselves into it and i mean at the moment we're running on um, much lower numbers and i know everyone especially in my my team within the operations support are working sort of flat out um and and if anything being able to work from home is helping conserve a little bit of energy that they would have normally used maybe for commuting and getting up at very early hours and things um and i think instead they're able to channel that energy into what we need from people at the moment um to keep the business going so um yeah i think we're definitely seeing the benefits of 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 offering that to staff definitely yeah it's so true isn't it um there's no there's nothing more demoralizing than you know finish working working late in the office till whatever Mm -hmm. time and then having to jump on a on a tube (laughs) (laughs) and get get home to have some miserable leftover remains or (laughs) cold pizza or something whereas at least you're so so right you know we yeah I guess that's also the the flip side I mean that's a whole other topic in itself but the flip side of working from home is that you do end up just going and going and going sometimes if you you know if if you've got lots to do um it can be very difficult to switch off to Uh, (laughs) yeah that's definitely true and I mean I definitely relate because I have a very long commute both sides so three three hours a day um so you know it that has been again one of the positives because it has been quite a demanding role I know for lots of people but definitely for me trying to learn the job and and do the job Mm. and, and help the business through the crisis um having that three hours back and knowing that when I switch off I can just move those few meters to my uh, sofa is is it, you know it actually helps me really throw myself into the day um because I don't have to dread that commute or that early um five o'clock alarm clock <laughs> so yeah very good um that's all really interesting and mm-hmm. and um yeah as you said you you the last few few months would have been a huge learning curve. Um, what are, you know, as an HR professional, what are the main things that you've learned from the pandemic itself? Aside from don't start an HR role at the beginning of one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, um, it's, you know, I think it, if anything, it's more reaffirmed a lot of things, which is that that communication piece is just so valuable and I think it's it's so important people don't undervalue the importance of good comms um working from home um already you have to you can't be a lazy communicator and people can't see your facial expressions people can't just quickly nip to your desk um you have to make sure you're picking up the phone not assuming um that people are okay um and then that topped with 
really unique um, and you know unprecedented situations such as furlough um, just making sure you're sharing as much information as possible. I think it can be very easy um, to think because you understand something that it's clear to somebody else. Um, and that's just, you know, we've, we've made the mistake ourselves and, you know, everyone naturally um, is human and, and, and makes mistakes, but we're constantly trying to improve our comms. We've made more use of the HR system that got implemented at the beginning of the year, just before I started, making sure we're, we've started up more of an intranet um, and that we've got updates coming from various departments in the business to everybody. Um, so I think it's just um, the biggest thing for me, yeah, would be, would be that, that comms piece. And, and also just um, how much you um, should speak to peers and other professionals who are going through the same thing and and really rely on your networks um yeah. and i think that sharing of information is really helpful um and and ensures you're you're doing the best for your business and your knowledge and understanding is as up to date as it can be um it's always it's a bit ever-changing um in this situation unfortunately so you think you've got your head around something and ultimately it, the the bar shifts again the next week but um the like i've said earlier the the webinars um and forums and things that i've been using i've i, I have been absolutely invaluable so um mm. i think yeah that that network piece is is really important yeah i'd have to agree with that the on my side as well i think um i've yeah i've been reaching out to other um marketing professionals within mm -hmm. recruitment agencies to um just, just it's just really good to sense check because as you said obviously this the, would no one's been in this situation before but just to be yeah. able to um support and help each other um with unique circumstances just mm -hmm. makes all the difference and just yeah as you said offers that reassurance that you know you are mm -hmm. making the right calls um that that you might have been questioning yourself on yeah um Great. Well, thank you so much for your uh, time and your insight. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, um, no, no problem at all. And um, yeah, we'll speak to you, speak next time. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers, Coralie.